Hello, hello! Another podcast from Leslie and Tanya Number about four. mental health and culture. And it is uh, Latinx Mental Health Awareness Month, still July. And we are still on the same journey um, towards mental health and the Latinx culture. But we're going to change things up a little bit today. Yes. So for today, we were talking about, we've thrown the word around psychoeducation. It is very important to the both of us. So I think in the conversations about what would be the most beneficial to add and kind of expand a little bit on this concept is mindfulness. Um, this is something that, as I was telling Leslie earlier, it seems to not translate over being that I speak Spanish. It doesn't translate over into speaking Spanish and it's more of intentionality that we don't really speak about. Um, and towards the end of today, we will do a little challenge and more of a mindfulness moment. Um, and we will present a little um, exercise just to kind of um, bring it all together for today so that we can kind of talk about what that looks like. And we want to step back a little and just talk about um, how mental health doesn't mean you have to go see a therapist. Mental health is how we see ourselves in our environment and how we react to that environment. Um, and, and what else is going on in our minds? You know, it could be trauma, it could be um, anxiety, it could be all sorts of things. It doesn't have to, you don't have to go see a therapist because it means um, no matter what, if you go to a therapist, you, you've got to do the work. This is all about you. So we thought we would actually bring the therapy to you in Absolutely. your home for you <laughs> rather than just, you know, tell you to go see a therapist like we did last time. Like we gave you resources right. in our last podcast. Please go back and, and find those resources because they're, they're pretty good uh, for the Latinx population. So um, we recommend those still and always will. Yes. Um, but this is for you. Yes. And as a therapist, I know it sounds a little crazy to say you don't have to go. It's just, it's therapy very much is a very personal journey. Um, as someone who is a therapist, but also, um, participates in my own therapy with my therapist. I think like Leslie said, it really depends on the work you get, what you put in out of therapy. I tell all my clients, I tell future clients, I tell anyone who wants to consider um, going to therapy. And I think it's one of those things where I like to tell my clients, I ain't your mama. I'm not here to tell you what to do, um, but this is your journey and I'm here as a co-pilot. Um, I just don't believe that therapy is about telling you what to do or really giving you an easy way out of whatever or whatever the misconceptions are because I've heard it all um, from Spanish speaking and not Spanish speaking um, individuals, but it is very much a personal and subjective um, journey. So I will, um, we're, we're gonna talk a little bit more about what that looks like because it's not a translatable thing and it's very easy for us to kind of get hung up on the misconceptions. So you say it's not translatable and I totally get that. And the reason I get that is because I was able to produce some mindfulness exercises for South African teenagers in um, in schools in South Africa and in high schools and so I guess the equivalent um, there. 
And it's funny because when you talk about culture and mindfulness, it's, it's very difficult to actually translate what that means. So for me, I talk a lot about, for the South Africans, I talk a lot about fierceness. I talk a lot about compassion. And I really have to go slow and be extremely intentional about how I do this with them. So with that in mind, as a cultural reference for mindfulness, what would you say to the Latinx population for mindfulness as an intention for themselves? And off of the intentionality, it would be more of speaking to slowing down, like physically slowing down. Everything is so quick. Everything, you know, if I slow down, I'm not doing enough. The word lazy gets thrown out. It's, we just gotta, we just have to be able to untangle the, this term laziness or not producing or, or something, right? Where, where there's no movement. And we need to change the no movement into intentionality and say, hey, you can slow down for a minute and you can take a deep breath or you can be intentional about your thoughts to literally slow down. Um, our physical and mental health are one of the same. And if we can slow down our central nervous system, we can help our anxiety. We can help kind of slow our brain down as well and maybe catch up to it or it catch up to us physically. But it's more of at least for me personally, it's a very, I love to present it in a physical kind of way because people don't understand, especially in our culture, how things can can turn very psychosomatic very quickly. And I think that's a big thing in how I present it because mindfulness, again, there's no word that you can be like, oh, this is what this means. You kind of have to explain the concept and tell them to like literally slow down, take a step back, take a deep breath, do whatever you can in that moment so that you can just stop and pause and and it not equate to you not doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. For me, it means um, being present in the moment. Sometimes our past or our, our future get in the way of what we are doing in the here and now. Absolutely. And a lot of times our own trauma gets in the way. Yep. And a lot of times, you know, us looking so forward and in advance gets in the way because we're not here in mm -hmm. the moment. And, you know, sometimes when you're driving, this is just an example, when you're <laughs> driving and you get to your destination, you can't remember yep. how you got to that destination because you time. were so focused on your mind and what has been going on, you were not present in the moment. So for me... <laughs> right. For me, mindfulness means being present in the moment, and by doing so, you're able to reduce anxiety, reduce fear, reduce um, depression, and it's been proven in all mm -hmm. sorts of yeah. um, papers and ac academia, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's been proven that so many different methods of mindfulness work. Absolutely. And, and kind of going to what Leslie was saying, it's, it really is, it's, we can simplify it to the simplest form, but it really, it really is that deep breath that giving yourself those couple of seconds to just, like Leslie said, be present, right? Because depression, they say depression keeps us in the past and anxiety in the future, and nothing keeps us present. And that is the hardest thing to do, because we're always either thinking about what has happened and trying to change that, which we can't, 
or we're looking into the future to anticipate the next thing that's got to be done. Again, right? Productivity. If we're not looking forward, we're not moving forward, and we're not really doing anything to promote the level of productivity that we're trying to um, get to or result in. So we thought we would actually kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about because we could talk about this until we're blue. Both Tanya and I can talk. Absolutely. All day. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. So, <laughs> yes, all day. And especially when we have drinks. In <laughs> days. Days. <laughs> we can talk about this topic, which is why we are doing this podcast. Because we thought, hey, we could talk to each other. But yep. what, what good is that if we're not getting it out there? Absolutely. So, we thought we'd give you a little sample of what we're talking about and it is a little sample so next time we'll we'll do something else in mindfulness for you but for this time you know basically what we're going to do is something called the raisin method um you could look that up online and we'll share a link to that in um our information and uh we'll put it up on our podcast so you could see it but you know to be intentional you really have to think about what you're doing and stay present in the moment. So just for an example, if you are going to eat dinner or lunch, you know, you're at work, you've been working hard, wherever you are, um, get away from everything. Get away from the noise or go to the cafeteria, wh wherever you can go. Make sure that your feet are flat on the ground um, and make sure that you are an intentional lunch eater or dinner eater or snack eater. It doesn't matter when you're eating or how you're eating. But make sure you don't have the TV on. Make sure... The phone's not in your hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put your phone the TikToks down. TikToks can wait, I promise. <laughs> they can wait. Put it all down and really focus about the food that is in front of you. Oftentimes we are in such a rush to finish our food because we have so much to do but be intentional like place your fork or you know plastic fork or real fork whatever in front of you make sure you have your napkin and be present in the moment while you're thinking about doing this and when you finally have your food out and you're taking the fork and you're putting it in your mouth or your sandwich or whatever it is that you're eating figure out what it is that you're tasting, close your eyes, think about it. How does it taste? Is it sweet? Is it savory? Is it salt, salty? Is it um, exploding in your mouth or is does it, it just settle? Exactly. Mm -hmm. What sound does it make while you're chewing? And chew slowly. Think about how you are chewing. Are you chewing once and twice and then swallowing the rest? Or are you actually chewing everything up and then swallowing? Think about how you are eating. How are you eating? What do you do when you're happy and the food tastes good? Do you do a little dance? Do you? <laughs> what, what is it that you do for yourself when you're happy with what you are eating? Becomes aware of it. Exalt in it. Be happy in it. And then um, once you put your fork back down, take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath and then do it again until you are finished with your meal. What that does is first, it helps your digestion. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because you are being intentional about what you eat and you're slowing yourself down because you're thinking about it. 
but it also reduces anxiety any anxiety that you have like during the day or at night or whatever so try it out see if it's good for you what do you think i think that that's a really good we're going to pose this as a challenge um i think we will be also we will be intentional about presenting these little challenges um because it is so important. And I think it's so important to be able to share that with everyone. Um, because we could talk about it. Again, Leslie has said, we could talk about it blue to the face and all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And I love That's doing true. that to provide the, the support, right? But I think it gives us a lot of reference to the idea of literally being present. And I know it, it could sound a little silly or whatever. And it could be something that takes time. And maybe there's a little bit of privilege in that. Because if you don't have time to sit down and eat... That's one thing, but maybe do it with the snack. If you can have five minutes to yourself, do that. If you don't have a whole meal to sit down and eat and do it, then that's fine, right? The idea is that you find these moments throughout your day to to be intentional, to be in the present moment. Yep, that's all we want for you. And for this time, we are bringing this to you. Again, this is for you and that's that's what actually therapy is all about is yes. giving you the tools and the resources absolutely so you could do things for yourself you know absolutely. we want you to know yourself do you have that in spanish oh, what is that like that know yourself be thyself you know no, no. you don't have that in- uh no girl we're not a lot and if we do i don't know it so i don't know i've never heard that but um, it's like the oracle of delphi is to know yourself or heal thyself you know that type of thing oh yeah um it's just like in an airplane right you put the mask on before you help others yep. type of thing you have to help yourself before you can even think about yeah absolutely you know so that's what we're trying to bring to you yes and I think that's all the time we have left today. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so just a challenge. We're gonna be, you know, we're gonna make sure that we also present more ideas and more things, and um, just kind of give a, a a small kind of glimpse into what psychoeducation really means. And again, yes, is it okay to not go? Yes, because yes. if you're not ready for it you're not going to put the work in and you're going to go and then feel defeated and never go again. As a therapist, exactly. I know this is probably going to make me a little bit obsolete in a lot of lives, but it just it, if you're not ready for the work, you're not going to be committed and it's not going to work, period. Yeah, you have to have the desire and the will to do the work yeah. that you need to do for yourself. Because it's hard. It is a very difficult job to do. So just let's bring it to you. Absolutely. Anyhow. Um, We hope that you have a good week until next time. And um, uh, I think that's it. That's all. That's it. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.